Well, hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for tuning in last week. We had two episodes. We had the uh, the Masters preview show and then we had the Masters Australian Golf Digest Adam Scott uh, edition. So two episodes last week. We might have two episodes this week too. Just keep your ears peeled to the show. And if you like what we're doing, um, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, it's the way that the podcast grows. It's the way that we keep turning up week in, week out, 230 something episodes. And I've got uh, Magic Mike here to bring us all of the juice on the wrap up of Last week's Masters, it was a beauty, uh, won by John Rahm. Someone in this team may have picked John Rahm. We'll find out more about that. Let's bring Magic Mike in. Magic Mike, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It's going to be a fairly uh, tight episode tonight, wrapping things up from last week. Uh, the Masters, uh, I'm not sure how many, what was it, 100 and something Masters, the 75th Masters, I don't know, what was it, Mike? Mike, uh, uh, put you on the spot did, with you. They did say it about 100 times. I want to say the 86th. 86th Masters, won by oh, John Rahm, won by John Rahm. Uh, you were up uh, all early morning shifts, so I did a couple of evening shifts, Um you know, if, if I had to, if I had to say to you, describe my viewing habits, given the rain delays and when the when it started and stopped, describe my viewing habits. When do you think that I was watching the Masters? Uh, you would have been on around morning time their time. So you would have watched a little bit. You were night time though, aren't you? Yeah, I was, I was like tuning yeah. in from like the rain delay suited my night owl um, behavior. Yeah, you're perfect. Yeah, yeah, I got I got all the morning of. Um, uh, day day three and then uh, day four the the last day so I, I missed the I missed the final putt I'm, I'm embarrassingly I missed the Rams putt going in because um I was uh, too busy op- op- beating down the hordes of people coming in to buy golf clubs and golf equipment on the back of Masters excitement uh, so I missed the final putt because I was doing something else in the golf shop um Mike how do we wrap up the Masters it was run by on the birthday of Seve the 40th anniversary of Seve's great mm. win. Um, how do we how do we surmise that? The, what's the fourth? John Rahm, the fourth Spaniard to win. So we've got uh, Ollie, Seve, Sergi, and Johnny, the yes. four winners. What a what a win! What a big big win for the ages. Um, how do you how do you how do you start this, start it off, mate? Um, it was a good win. Uh, it was it was a very very good win. Uh, and when you take into account the week that probably everyone had to endure is a good word for it. Uh, the weather was poor all week, which we did say on last week's podcast, buckle up because we said, uh, I think from Friday on, it was going to get a bit ugly. It was a good win. Um, I don't know where to start with the people post John Rahm on the leaderboard, but I think without getting too far down it, John Rahm probably was one of the guys that copped the worst part of the tea times. He probably caught the worst um, uh, weather, and for him to finish where he was is a testament to how how well he's playing at the moment. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't backwards in letting the people know that uh, when they talked about the draw, the weather delays, and the right side and the wrong side of the draw. And I can't remember who asked the question, but uh, he checked them on the. You, you think I got the wrong side of the draw? <laughs> and uh, 
yeah, obviously he did. Um, but he maintained his composure, and uh, and then Graham Brooks kept it down. Basically, I don't know. Is grinding? Is is he? Is, did he grind? Brooks kept it down, or did Brooks just make some a couple of f- mistakes early on and just never never really bounced back? Given the um, you know, the circumstances. Now I I need to be careful because I don't want to upset the live people. I think if you look at the numbers, and as we do know each week, I do look at the numbers. Brooks got the Brooks got the good side of the draw, and I think. For him to be leading, he had done two things very well through the first two rounds. One of them was in his control, one wasn't. One in his control was he just played great golf. Like he did everything he had to do, was clearly playing some of the best golf of anyone in the tournament. Um, but he also was on the right side of the draw. So he's also having the best conditions to play, in, which made it a bit easier for him to score well. So when it came to the final round, it was probably going to be the first time where Brooks was going to have a little bit of touch and go for weather and a bit, you know, Tougher pins, most of it, most holes. Uh, Breeze was up a little bit, so I felt like I was probably more confident at the start of the final round that John Rahm was going to pass him than I was at any other time in the tournament. Even though I was giving up whatever it was, three shots to start, and that was purely because everything said to me, "Well, John Rahm does this week in, week out. Um, he's hardened and ready to go." Brooks probably did play well last week. He won the last live event, um, probably against a different caliber field. Um, he's had a better run in weather wise. Um, all things point to to John making the move, and he did, and yeah, he he just went straight past him. Yeah, in some way, and, and, and that's not. A, I'm not. I'm not I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's not a, a shot of Brooks. He had he had a really, really, really good week. But John Rahm is the best player in the world, despite the fact that I had uh, John Rahm tipped in a tapster, which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm. When I went to uh, bed at three something a.m. after they uh, finished that. Th- the um, third round on Monday morning our time, Sunday morning their time. Yeah, yeah. I was in two minds. You know, there was there was something about me wanting Brooks to hold on to that lead, and when I when I got up to see him in front, um, wasn't the case. And there was something that you know me wanted John Rahm to win, and something about me knew that John Rahm would probably, when I woke up, would probably have overtaken him by a couple of shots due to, you know, whatever circumstances prevailed. You know, but uh, John Rahm, you would, he would probably be my tip for the least wanted person to come up against going down the stretch. You know, I, I think if you were surveyed all those players in the list that made the cut, who do you most likely not want to be up against in the stretch? And I think they would all say John Rahm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's tough as nails. Um... There's a lot of synergies, as they talked about pre-tournament with Seve and birthdays and wins. And um, the last time a Spaniard won, John Rahm was the, the leading am. All these things were lining up. All the stars are lining up. Yeah, he's not the guy you wanted sitting next to in the final group. That's for sure. Okay, so how did the rest of the week pan out for you? Um, you know, did you enjoy watching the tournament? Yeah, what were your highlights? What were your, um, what were your lowlights? I did, I did enjoy watching it. I always enjoy watching it. I didn't have any good luck with any of my uh, outlays this week. Um, the the downside was definitely Patrick Cantlay in the final round. I know a lot of people have um, had a crack at his pace of play, but oh, I think in the first three or four holes, he missed three parts inside of 10 feet, one from about three feet, and that was pretty much his chance of running down Brooks at that time. Um, but look, I think the highlight was watching a lot of, a lot of guys that we want to see play against each other play against each other. You know, like I don't. I was, I was if Brooks had won, I had no issues with that at all. But watching Brooks play well in a major is never a bad thing. Um, Ram, obviously the best player in the world. 
Um, and then a little a little smattering in the leaderboard of guys that are really are course horses. Uh, Mickelson, Spieth, Reed. I mean, those guys finishing, you know, T4 or better, um, it's not a coincidence that they've, you know, all got jackets. They play well there. Yeah. Simple. There was a lot of love for Jordan. A lot of people want, were riding Jordan home and, uh, you know, that minus six uh, final round um, probably was, you know, was never going to figure, but, yeah, a lot of people love seeing Jordan hmm. uh, on the final day performing. But, uh, you know... Yeah, as you, as you mentioned, those other green jackets that are in that group, Phil Mickelson and Patrick Reed. I don't think many people would give a tinkers about Patrick Reed and his minus four to finish at minus seven, but there was a few eyebrows raised at uh, our boy Phil. And you know, mm. and, and he, he, he forecasted, he, he said beforehand that he was felt like he was about to go on a tear. Yeah. And, uh, and the no-laying-up guys on their Saturday... I think Saturday night podcast uh, after that round or after the uh, – maybe it was a cut podcast or a Saturday podcast, one of the two. You know, one of the, one of the guys there said half expected Phil to come out and go bang, and this is exactly what happened. And uh, it just raises eyebrows, you know, like there's all the live naysayers and uh, people that, you know, weren't expecting those performances from any of those probably three guys, maybe with the exception of Brooke, but uh, wouldn't, yeah. have, wouldn't have – had those guys up there as as much as uh, their green jacket course uh, specialists uh, would have suggested they should be. Um, but yeah. I, I, I think I think you're right. Definitely on um, Kepka wasn't a super surprise because he'd obviously played well the week before. And I think if oh, I'm sure I mentioned somewhere, Reed wasn't going to surprise me either. I think he played well the week before and live as well. And he's that sort of guy that will turn up at the Masters. Phil was definitely a surprise. I mean, Phil's been playing horrendous golf. He's he's been nowhere near it on the live tour. Um, yes, he's a course horse. Yes, he's got more course knowledge than you you, you need. Um, but to finish T two was an exceptional result. Obviously, backed up with the seven hundred in the final round, which is what got him there. But that was a, that was a really 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 good finish for him. Um, a really really great tournament. Um, I think it's I think the part that I find a bit not frustrating is not the word, but I sort of just shake my head and laugh is. Everyone, everyone, come round three talking about. Oh, you know, you guys all said that the live guys weren't going to be hardened for this, and look who's leading, and look who's going home, pointing at Rory. And there's there's two things with that. One is it, it's not a fair comparison because it just doesn't work that way. Like people play good days, get play bad days. Um, Brooke didn't hang on, so good luck to him. Rory missed a cup by mole. They both had the good side of the draw, though. So to be fair to Brooks, Rory had all the chances in the world to uh, to have a great result. But if there's one thing that you're not going to see me ever do is pick Rory at Augusta's, and I didn't at the start of the week, is because I just don't think he, the track suits him. And we're all golfers that listen to this, um, and we all have a place where it just doesn't suit us. And sadly for him, the place where he needs to win to get the all the 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 lifetime Grand Slam. Um, it just clearly doesn't suit him. Last year he got a second place, but it really was only because he had the little sneak gig. I think he shot eight under in the final round to get there. What does Rory need to do? You know, if it if it doesn't suit him, we all, as you say, we all have a course that doesn't suit us. And when we go and play competitively, whether it's an, an Ivo, a pennant match, or you know, against your mates at your yeah. you know, great men of golf, you know, one of the tracks on that road here probably doesn't suit you. What do you have to do Absolutely. To, try, to try and get it done? What would what would you do if you were Rory in Rory's camp? I, I don't think there's anything you can do. That's the honest answer. It either suits you or you don't. 
I think he can try and um, work his life around winning something there, which doesn't really bode well for the rest of his career because he would just fixate himself on it. I think he probably needs too many things to go right to ever win there. That's my honest answer. Because he's playing 88 guys. He's really only playing 30. Hmm. Let's be honest. You yep. know, it's 50-something 50, 50 guys there that aren't going to win. Um, but he needs – he doesn't need just to have a really good week in the deficiencies that he that he has here. But he also needs Ram, Scheffler, hmm. yeah. Spieth, everyone else to have a, have a shocker. And it just doesn't work that way. Yep. Yeah, you can't have that luck, uh, that amount of luck on against other people, and then going with you it just doesn't work that way, as you yeah. say. Um, yeah, well, we had some a few other favourites, uh, you know, figure as you'd expect. You know, Cameron Young, he's probably going to be a number one player in the world at some stage in the next, you know, five years potentially. Um, it's a ball a long way. It's a ball a long way. Victor Hovland uh, didn't. Hovland play. was an impressive one. Yeah, um, and I've, and again, his deficiencies with the the chipping. Um, and I think what probably helped him a little bit was the softer, softer greens. I think, uh, I think it went two ways. Two players I'd sort of sit there and put side by side with Cam Smith and, and Victor Hovland. And I think the weather put one in and one out. And I think if it was hard and fast, that plays into Cam Smith's world. He's the guy that's got all the, uh, all the imagination for a hard and fast course. He's going to be able to chip and part and really just, you know, get the most out of it. And the wet, really took that a little bit away, but with Hovland, it did the opposite. You know, For a guy who's not really good at chipping, I think it just helped him just chunk it around a little bit more and um, took a little bit out. And he had a good week for it. I mean, I know he had a bad final round, uh, but but he, he still had a really, really good week. But, yeah, he still he still has that deficiency that he needs to sort out if he wants to win one of these. Uh, any other performers there that uh, caught your eye? Your boy, Sahit. Yeah, obviously, great final round and amazing uh, Tiger esque chip in on sixteen, which was great to watch. Um, probably that was the the fuzzy moment, the fu- the warm and fuzzy moment of the final round. Would you did you get to watch that bit, or were you? Uh, you uh, no, I, I saw that uh, on on highlights uh, after um, last night. So I watched the re- some of the highlights last night, yep. and I saw that then. Yeah, that was pretty good to watch. Um, look, I think other than that. It was really not a lot of surprising stuff. A lot of good guys, a lot of good ball strikers finished up towards the top. A lot of good golfers got themselves in the mix at some point and fell away. Um, you know, even guys like Woodland or outside of um, Cantlay. Uh, Fitzpatrick was pretty rock, rock solid all, all week. Um, probably the guys that were most disappointing or would have been most disappointed, I should say. Uh, Justin Thomas missing the cut probably copped the absolute worst of it right down the stretch to miss the cut by one. Uh, he was pretty flat. It's the first Masters he's ever missed. Rory just never got going. No no real big surprise there. Um, from the Aussies, Min Woo. Min Woo, was a, Min Woo was one that I thought would go quite well this week. I was a, I was a bit a bit disappointed to see him miss the cut. Uh, he left it to our boy who we've also been talking about a fair bit, and I might have put him in my team for the Masters uh, Fantasy League team uh, thing, Ryan Fox. Uh, by all yeah. accounts, Foxy uh, enjoyed himself and uh, performed fairly admirably well. Uh, not- notice some, um, uh, just on a side issue, side point there, out of the top 16, so it was obviously top 16 and ties, I think there were 12 major champions in that group of top 16 and ties. That's a... You know. uh, Ram, Mickelson, Kepka, Spieth, Reed. So I've already gone through the top five, and they're all major winners. 
So then we've got Scheffler. Morikawa, Patrick. Fitzpatrick, Scheffler, Woodland, Lowry. Yep. Matsuyama rounding out Rose. the top. And Rose, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, rounding out the top 16. Justin yep. Rose. Yep. I love it. I love when I love when the old older fellas play play well. I love it. I still don't think of him as that old. I don't know. He's getting on. Be um, mid for, mid forties now. He'd be no, he'd be older because I'm forty six. He's older than me, I think. Oh, maybe he's not. Be mid mid mid. Yeah, 40, he might be forty eight. He might be forty eight. Yeah, right? yeah. No, no. You know what? I'm going mad. He'd have to. He can't be that old. He can't be two years off champions tour. Surely I could be. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look it up. Um, I don't mind watching him win. He's he's always been a um, he's always been someone that's you know, been happy happy go lucky. I'll put it that way. You know, he seems to, you know, has his good days, has his bad days, has his team rose, has a bit of a, you know, a bit of a fool at times. But it's forty two. Um, he's he's also the sort of guy that I don't know. He's one that I definitely thought would have gone to live, but clearly hasn't. And. Uh, Will probably get his rewards for doing so in bits and pieces that will get thrown his way. But yeah, I'm no issues with seeing Justin Rose have a good have a good week. Um, the one we have to mention, or I just nearly forgot, was um, the Am, who had a really good week. Sam Bennett. Mm. Um, yeah, he he was. I don't know how to describe it. He he was a person that when I watched him win the US Am. I really found him quite frustrating to watch. He's ex- he was extremely slow and deliberate, and um, I almost had. A, I think we talked about it at the time. I think I nearly had to turn the te- television off. Um, but he clearly can play golf. Um, I was quite. Uh, I was reminiscent to. It was Curtis Strange who's, who, when they were interviewing Tiger back in the day, when Tiger was talking about you know my mindset to go out here and win every time, and he was just like, "You'll learn. Like you, you'll learn." Um, that was what I was reminiscing to when they were talking to to um him post round, maybe round two might have been round one. He had a really good round anyway, and and they said to Bennett, um, you know, what do you think? He's oh, you know, look at you know, it, you know, it's, it's a good course. It's but you know, there's courses that I played you know, now that are, that are tougher than this place. <laughs> and I just thought, ah, oh, famous last words, my friend. <laughs> you are going to go backwards at some point here. But even then. It's like as the amateur, probably staying in the crow's nest or the you know butler cabin or wherever they stay. It's yeah, you you wouldn't. Why would you say that? Like you have to say you have to just say no. It's a great course. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here, and it's probably one of the best courses I've got, I'm, I've played this year. And uh, think, and just leave it at that, rather than saying, oh, you know, I've played tougher. I think like, I think if it was one of the, I think if it was um, one of the other AMs, they would have probably said that, but um. Yeah, I think he's probably wired a little bit differently. I don't know too much about him. I know he's a Texas A&M. You know, I've only had uh, uh, one round of golf with uh, someone from Texas A&M and uh, she was one of the best young uh, female golfers that I've ever played with. Um, but that's as much as I know about Texas A&M. It was around the old course at St Andrews. Another, mm. another story there. Um, yeah, good on you, Mr Bennett. Uh, what else? Yeah. What else, uh, Mike? Anything else from the from the Masters and your outtake? Here? Any other? Um, had, had a couple of trees to to fall down. That was a bit yeah. hairy. That was that was that was different. Yeah, we obviously had the uh, Discord group chat going at the time and trying to figure out where on course it was. And it was just on the side of the seventeen T. It was it was probably early on. It was looked looked pretty 
pretty um, scary. But when you saw the footage that kept coming out post of how close it actually got to hitting someone, um, yeah, God, could you imagine? And people, you know, now was the footage running that, in all directions. Was the footage that I saw where it looked like there were three, two or three trees for, that fell at the same time, mm. and someone may have woven in between two of them falling? Was that fact, or was yeah. that just an optical illusion? No, I believe it was. I, I was wondering the same thing, but um, no, there was an article that I read the next day where there was a lady who was dressed in all black, and I believe that she either got um, shocked or was just stuck and couldn't not not that she couldn't run, but she literally just went to a standstill, just as didn't know what to do in fright, and literally was just looking up, and one fell on either side of her. Um, yeah, whether she knew that as they were falling, she was in the right spot, not sure. Don't know. Don't know how wide apart the gap was. You know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, my friend, UK golf guy, one of the most prolific, uh, you know, online voices in golf, uh, both in Twitter and uh, you know on 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 mainly Twitter. Uh, he did put something out, and he did preface it by saying, "Now that we know everyone's okay, um, it was like one of his polls that he does. Would you take a broken leg?" And get to play Augusta for life, or would you not get hurt? And there was another thing, and like so many people said, I'd take a broken leg and play Augusta uh, <laughs> once a year for life. Um, yeah, I don't know. They give you the life membership, but you might be able to squeeze something out of it. So maybe some merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> but all the, all the sad, I was like, yeah, I'd take a broken leg. I stuck my leg. Out. Uh, anyway, um, it was good to see that no one got hurt. But it was no. you know, obviously. Uh, I could imagine everything went into overdrive and uh, the trees were gone within maybe 35, oh. 40 minutes of uh, the pine straw, no doubt. pine straw smoothed over and everything was as, as uh, you were, patrons. I, 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 I was talking about it to someone at the time and I said, those those trees will be gone in 20 minutes. Like, I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on the pod either last Masters or the year before and, yeah, what you don't see behind the scenes is is frightening it's it's we stood on the we stood on the back of 12 on the friday it was either wednesday or friday and you know guys no it must have been friday because it was a tournament and tournament round because they have the the tea boxes you know when they put the, the the mesh over it so you can't muck anything up um so this was a tournament round and there were guys hitting shots into 12 for par three and then they'd walk off the tee. And then as they walked off the tee, this guy would come up with a hole punch. It was, you know, it looked like a about the height of a shovel. And he'd go up to said divot and he would push the hole punch into the ground and pull out uh, pull out like a, a you know, a, an oval-shaped um, chunk of grass and it would be, you know, two, three inches deep and that would perfectly punch it out. And then he would literally go to a bucket of pre-punched perfect grass from wherever the little nursery is for the grass. He dropped that into the hole, smoothed it all down like as, as if he's recutting a hole on a green. Then they would like have this big piece of like stick or bamboo and they just sort of um, swish it, it across yeah. the grass yeah. so that, you know, if there's a little bit of broken leaf over there, then it sort of all blends in. And then they walk off to the side and wait for the next group. <laughs> it's just like they don't want anyone to see that there was a divot there. It's... Guys on the greens, as soon as as soon as someone blasts one out of the bunker, 
you won't see sand on the green the next time the next group comes through because there's a guy there with a leaf blower and he's got it all out of the way before the next group comes through. Like, those trees were going to be gone in 10 minutes. Yeah, I get that. They've got that in the plan, you know. Okay, guys, um, we've got three leaf blowers on you know, every bunker and all yeah. that sort of thing. That's part of the plan. But the crisis yeah. management plan, does it does it plan for, and if the tree fall, trees fall over in wind, we've got to have the, uh, the wood chipper, 87 still power saws and, and 45 lumberjacks on hand. I wouldn't be shocked if they even thought about, I could be going to bed on a limb, a limb, get it? Um, I wouldn't have been shocked if they'd been able to pull in a, a another tree and plant one in that spot, <laughs> spot for the next day. I mean, we know they've got unlimited unlimited funds and unlimited stuff in the background. But if, they, if that tr- tree was integral they would definitely be replanting re- in a fully grown tree, you know, this week. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. Uh, well, anyway, um, yeah. Uh, what else? Well, uh, I know we've talked about it before. If anyone ever gets the chance to go, you got to go. You, you you couldn't regret it. Uh, when when are we going? When's that uh, plan? I, I've already, someone... Uh, start saving. Starts, yeah. And, yeah. That, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the hard part, uh, you know. <laughs> Let's get the, the plan part going. So I've already... That's uh, easy to do. You can go any year you like. Okay. You're just going to have to pay for it. That's, yeah. the only, that, that's the hard part. I did put someone in touch with uh, Paul Sheehan, um, was in the store on Monday, all fired up about Masters. Says, does anyone know how I can get on one of these trips? I said, I know, just the man for the job. And uh, flicked uh, Shio a note. And within yep. within the hour, the potential customer of Shio's tours had a uh, an email back with a proposal. I said... By the way, it's not you know it's not like the bus from the airport and a couple of day passes. It's no. the whole you know we're talking house, chef, every day, eat food, drink, blah 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 blah. It, and it comes with the hmm. uh, commensurate price. He said, "No, no, that's what I'm after." Great, okay. So that's it. There you go. No, I think it's. I think the, the the trickiest part. I mean, I know a lot of people here are educated, but I think the the trickiest part that we fail to comprehend as Aussies is if we want to go to an event, we just buy a ticket. Whether it's the Australian Open tennis final, we know it's going to be expensive and we know the tickets are limited and if I'm in the right place at the right time when it goes on sale, if I want a ticket, I'll just buy a ticket. And the Masters, you can't buy a ticket. Like they don't, they don't, they are not sold. So you can't go to Ticketmaster or you can't sign up to masters.com and buy a ticket. They don't, they don't get sold. So the only way to get one is to literally by the master's rules is to be given one from a person who has a badge to go as a gift for no fee but we know that those those tickets get passed on to tour groups and they sell them and that's the only way to get in so who gets bequeathed the badges you know are they divvied up amongst the local augusta community good question so the the, the story goes that in the i'll say the 50s that they couldn't get people not maybe not the fifties, but they couldn't originally. They couldn't get people to go, so the badges were given away. Hardware stores, you know, buy, you know, give away some tickets to this golf tournament we've got. Um, and eventually, they became the property of that family. So, you know, Ross Flanagan has uh, he has a masters a masters badge holder. You are a badge holder. You you get to go to the masters every year. They send you a new badge every year. Now, you get to pass the badge down once to either your wife. You can pass it to Lockie. But once that happens, the next time it comes up, when that person passes away or what happens, it then becomes back to the property of Augusta. And I don't know how they get allocated out post that. 
I know you can go into the ballot to try and get tickets to the Masters. I've not heard of anybody. Not saying it's impossible. I've not heard of anybody ever getting tickets, day passes to the Masters tournament days. You can get them like we did for par three day. But yeah, the Masters badges are then um, the the property of said person. So um, I know that there was a, some really a really good article going around this week telling um, telling you about all the fun facts of the Masters, and one of them was each of the badges has a chip in it that knows Augusta then knows where each person is at any given time with their with their badges. They're all very 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 um, security orientated tickets. I would say they're hard hard tickets. And yes, you cannot lose them. So on those tours, you are um, effectively um, told that if you lose it, you you pay for it because that person loses that badge. So if I, if as an example, you give me your badge for the week that you've got, and I head into the Masters and carry on, and you know have a great crack at Phil Mickelson being too skinny or whatever I've done, and security comes up and says time to leave, they'll take the badge off me, guaranteed. Um, and the person who owns it will never see that badge again. They will never get tickets to the Masters ever again. Wow. So it's very, um, yeah, it's very different. It's it's exceptional. But, yeah, you, you need to be on your best behavior. Um, you know, none of this carrying on. Um, but also it's, it's what we like to think of as, um, you know, a discerning golf attendee, someone who appreciates it is what the place is completely full of because no one's got a phone. Everyone's just there to enjoy the golf. No one's carrying on. Everyone knows that it's a special place and they're treating it that way. It's just, yeah, it's just very different. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a good reminder of uh, if you want to go to the Masters, start planning your way. And, uh, as uh, you know, if, if you do want to get introduced to one of these groups that uh, take, um, it can certainly help facilitate to the one person that I know that does um host those groups i don't know what the availability is like i don't know the costs i don't ask that but if you want an introduction to you know one of those groups we're happy to pass that on um but yeah it just again solidifies the fact that it is fantasy land in terms of golf Mm. um and and that's what and you get to see some of the best golf being played and the best golfers in uh probably one of the best environments not according to mr bennett um in the land Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, and I think, and not trying to tie in your, um, not your homeland, but your, I'll call it your home major. Um, if you are wanting to do something like go to a major, and I've been lucky enough to go to an Open Championship and the Masters, they're very different. But I would say to someone, if if you are thinking about doing something like that and doing it, I won't say on the cheap, but cheaper, the Open Championship is an exceptional opportunity. I mean, this year's in Liverpool. You can fly to the UK, train up to Liverpool, fly on a Manchester, however you want to do it. You can, there's going to be a million hotels in the city. There's trying to get you to the courses. It's easy enough to do. And the tickets are going to be, you know, whatever they might be, 100 quid max. Yeah, you know I, think, what I, mean? like, I, think, I think match day, on the match day, I think the weekend days last year were 125. And I think yeah. maybe the Tuesday, Wednesday were like 50, 25 to 50. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I reckon I reckon the Friday for mine was something like that, much cheaper. And then the two tournament, uh, two Saturday, Sundays was, was a bit more expensive. But yeah, if you're going to do it, you do it. But I mean, you're talking about, without exaggeration, substantially less than doing yeah. the masters yeah. but not 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 that either are a bad option if you ever get to do either uh if 
watching the Masters has got your appetite whetted substantially for some major action. And you would think about the um, the Open, which is at uh, Hoylake Liverpool this year, which is just a crossover in the Wirral there, just on the outside of over the uh, uh, the Mersey and on the way on, on, around the corner from Liverpool. But as Mike says, it's plenty easy to get to. Uh, the way to get tickets is to go on a ballot. The ballot happened a year ago. Uh, if you got tickets then, you're already going. But if you haven't got tickets and you want to be considered, they do have a secondary ballot. And you need to be having an open.com account. So if you haven't got that open.com account, go on, get that, log in for it. And then you'll get the information on if there are tickets that become available. Because people get allocated tickets in the ballot and then for whatever reason they can't go. So they go back into a secondary ballot and you, you may get opportunities to have usually not the final two days, but the, the Tuesday, the Wednesday, the Thursday, um, sorry, the Tuesday, the Wednesday practice and days and whatnot which are great days to go the, the Wednesday practice day was phenomenal to go to everyone's out there practicing you get to watch them do all of the different things that they do around the course you know setting up for different pins you know playing six balls into a hole and all that sort of stuff it's fantastic um so yeah anyway that's what you get to go and do and you know you get to see the same players that we're talking about now uh, go and do it around one of the great links courses of the United Kingdom. Uh, anyway, if anyone wants more information about that, happy to talk about that at, as well. Just send us a, an email or send us a, a note on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Um, and cool. While, while we're doing it, yeah. we may as well give the application process for the Masters too. So same, same. Uh, there is a way to, to get to, to get tickets at a, at a at a normal price and you will – you know, best best luck, best of luck. Um, they do a ballot, so Masters ballot this year for 2024. Uh, applications open on June the first through June 20, so there's 20 days. Uh, you basically get told within about three or four weeks whether you've been successful, and you pay for them on the spot, and you get them. They send them over. Uh, you can apply for four tickets per day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it's only two for uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, do what I did. If you do do it, just fill in everything. Um, you want four every day for practice days and two every other day. Um, and we were lucky enough to get four for the par three Wednesday. So, and they weren't expensive. They might have been, I don't know, a hundred bucks Aussie per ticket. Let, chips. Let's apply. Okay. Okay. Now, Masters. Anything else? Uh, commentary. Yeah, well, we- Sorry, go on. I was gonna, I was gonna help you out and tell you uh, the tips to people this week who did oh, yeah. well. Uh, we had one, two, three. We had about eight people pick the winner. Uh, Trent P picked John Rahm. Headrock three. KT the golfing tattooist going well. I Roddy DB Golf. Hammer Tow and Mlog Roscoe yeah. pulled his John Rahm card at the right time. I, I told you. I told you when you I did. was gonna pull it. I told you. you. Did. Um, to the leaderboard, KT is. I'll say KT is at not at ten million flat because he's right, right on it. Uh, Lewis H, who I found out works with marketing doc Lewis H. It's not Lewis Hamilton. Not, it's a bit disappointing. Um, ten point one. Sean D, ten point four. I've got a funny feeling Sean D works with doc as well, which is really disappointing that two of them are right up the pointy end. Number two with a bullet, ten point eight five million. M log Roscoe. In second, he's fist pumping for everyone uh, not watching. And the leader, new leader, has gone past Tish and Trent P and uh, all the guys that have been leading earlier in the season. 
the golfing tattooist has rocketed up eleven point three seven nine million dollars. So uh, doing very very well. Oh, Dan Wardsley and I. Uh, Dan was in. Uh, came and picked up his bag. Remember, Dan won the bag for oh, the too, longest yeah. drive. Yeah, so he's yep. he's on a roll. Uh, it's it's been a busy time for Dan. He hasn't played a lot of golf. They've been redoing the uh, the Black Mark Tattoo Studio over there in Northcote. So they've taken over the ground floor. So they used to have the, the upper floor, and now they have the ground floor. Now the the, the Black Mark Tattoo Studio, one of Melbourne's premier tattoo studios, full of golfing tattooists. Um, not just Dan, but uh, Mick Squire is one of the world's most influential tattoo artist is also a mad golfer loves a bit of golf equipment just quietly um yeah and they've taken it over they've been redoing it painting it they've got this elaborate they're obsessed with coffee machines so they've got you know the world's most expensive coffee and they can go in there and have a have a drink and have a and go and grab a tattoo uh dan was also i knew was going to pull his john rahm card uh when we were talking about uh, our strategy leading into the masters uh when i handed over the tightless bag uh he's a great man is uh, Dan Maudsley, and a very talented one at that. Um, he will be listening to this. So, Dan, well done. Um, uh, um, you know, it's only just right that you and I uh, position one and two. Uh, and, long, <laughs> and long may that reign. And, and that for me, Mike, that includes a, a, missed, a, missed, uh, a missed tip where I didn't tip. And, uh, and, Jason, Day, and Jason Day, I missed, the, uh, I missed the good and the bad week. It was like having the good and the bad yeah. tea time with Jason Day. You know, I had him on the bad week, and everyone else had him on the good week. So, um, I'm, I'm I'm languishing in 37th, but I'm I'm keeping myself comfortable with the knowledge that I can't win anyway. So that's what I keep telling myself. But I'm going to make another effort this week. But we'll see how we go. Um, we did have another mini comp that we ran. Uh, it was last minute, so we didn't have a massive, massive um, influx of people playing. But there was a competition through the Masters.com website, and uh, the top three. Third was the doctor. He can't. Uh, he can't win. He can't win. Uh, second was Hammertow. Hammertow had a good result, and just ahead on five points ahead was Tish again. Now Tish I'm going to I'm going to make an executive call here, and I know that uh, the Tish won't mind because I handed personally delivered and handed over his previous uh, prize. He did win the last um, listener competition that we had, and he won the. Oh, par- he won the. He won the paradigm, the the paradigm yeah. bag and the hat and the drink bottle and the umbrella. So, he, you know, he, he got pretty well looked after. He was pretty happy. I'm going to make an executive call, and I'm not. I'm sure that he won't be f- upset by that, but we're going to award it to the Hammer Towel because the Hammer Towel is one of our biggest supporters. So, Tish, uh, I'll send you something different. I'll, we'll, we'll work that out. But uh, Hammer Towel up there in the Hunter Valley, uh, he wins the uh, the chocolates for uh, his participation. Uh-huh. There you go. I don't get. I don't get any of these prizes. Sorry. So none. Of, so none of you. I didn't win anyway. So it doesn't matter. I was fifth. Um. But yeah, fifth. There you go. In a row. Fifth, sixth, and seventh. Me, rocket, you. Um. So they were the little competitions for the masters, and that that is effectively, that was the masters that was. Yeah. The only thing I was going to ask you about is commentary. You know, like was it a bit mm-hmm. leading? You know, obviously we've got Liv Adelaide next week. Uh, you're the second person to say this. Was it a little bit I, live, like live negative? Like Brandel Chambly, uh, he didn't, he didn't earn any brownie points the, off me. This is the the live at Augusta post round stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're nighttime stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really didn't really watch a lot of it to be honest. He is probably a, as a lot of journalists are anti live, but I, I I didn't didn't pick it up during the coverage at all. I know people were talking that. 
um, you know, the leverage, the, the leverage, the coverage was very light on live, but um, I didn't pick that up at all. Like, I mean, if if someone was a live player and was in the mix, they were they were being shown no differently. They were being interviewed post round. I had to watch Gowie interview Cam Smith four thousand times over the week, and Fox the Fox coverage that they interject in this garbage. Um, but no, I didn't didn't watch the the, the post post uh, post round. Did did Patrick Reed get any coverage? Because we talked last week how he gets very little coverage, if anything, from being a past champion at the course himself. Um, did he get um, any uh, coverage on the on the? Um... I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't want to say he didn't, but because the, I watched the opposite time, so I was. I was kind of up from 4 a.m., 3.30, 4 a.m. Melbourne time through to close. But on at least two of those days, they had rain delay and I had no interest in watching the delayed coverage. So if he was on the wrong side of the draw to what I was watching, I, I wouldn't have seen it. Mm. Um, I don't remember seeing him too much, though. Um, obviously, they showed heaps of Phil and heaps of Brooks in the final round. And, well, I didn't uh, see it. Neiman. Didn't... Saw a bit of Neiman. Yeah. Answer, the, a lot, yeah, of, and yeah. lot of answer. Yeah. Um, Tommy Peters got discussed there a couple of times there. <laughs> when he when he put his driver in the bin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't feel like it was anti No, I, was, I thought you were going to say was the coverage uh, commentators a little bit lax, and um, it was it was it was our mate Cheese. Mm-hmm. And I said, when were you watching? I said I didn't pick that up at all. And he's like you. He's a night owl. So he was watching from 10 p.m. and messaging me, and I was waking up at 4, and 4 a.m. and replying. And then I realized, no, those featured group commentators are very much just, yeah. you know, chiming in and out, um, Colt Nost and uh, what's his name. And they're really just adding a little bit of color here and there and letting the pitchers talk, which is why they're very, very light on the commentary. And they're only doing those one or two holes and most of the time if they're stuck on Amen Corner or whatever it is. So very different coverage to the normal telecast coverage that you get in the normal hours, which is really only from five till eight or nine in the morning, which he wasn't watching. Um, so I did notice that as a bit of feedback for people as well. Oh, there you go. Uh, that's the Masters. Oh, boy, Harrison Crow missed the cut. Um, and old Sandy Lyle, he... he uh... Was he the only Scotsman in the field? I think he was. So he wins the award for top Scott, but he did finish uh, on his very last uh, go round at Augusta. He did finish at plus twenty. Um, yeah, and uh, not going to see Sandy Sandy Lyle. I remember when Sandy Lyle. Well, won. you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I know he said this is his final round, but I think the way that this year panned out with the weather, and I know that Kokrak obviously blew up a bit about the fact that they didn't they made Sandy Lyle come back and play his final two putts. Um, on the Saturday morning because I had to stop for the trees falling down. Oh, if I was Sandy, I'd go around again. Why wouldn't you? Who cares? I'd go around forever. If I had, if I had a free pass, why wouldn't you? So but he did say that was just going to be his last time, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. He did. He did. Yeah. Oh, but if I was him, I'd be like, ah, I'm going around again. What are you do about it? And uh, one of the tweets of the week for me <laughs> was came from our boy Rocket. Which one? With Kevin Nah tweet, the response to a tweet about the, uh, nah, the one... nah, nah walking to his car instead of walking in a par. Yeah, I did say that one. <laughs> it made me chuckle. Yes, uh, young Kevin. Um, what, yeah. what was up with we Kevin? Drew. What was up with Kevin? Don't know. 
What was up with uh, the Mattress King? I also don't know. Okay. No, I, don't, I didn't hear about either, to be honest. Uh, maybe it's because they live. Not sure. But no, um, you know, after watching Tiger, it's only you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna expect the Tigers going to do anything other than yeah, not, I, do, I, not, do, I, not do anything other than withdraw, given the circumstances where, where he was. But he was obviously struggling, and I think mm. no one's begrudged Tiger withdrawing due, you know, due to injury. Absolutely not. No, I think yeah, I think. Um, I think there would be people that would have withdrawn or given up, I should say, um, that were under less duress than he was. Mm. And he wasn't putting on a show. He was clearly pretty much struggling to walk. Uh, he said, I think he said it's a plantar fasciitis, but obviously the, the leg in general is not in great shape. So, um, But he's just, yeah. he is unbelievable. Luckily that his... I don't know the right words to describe it, but his fervor to want to take on that tournament and to be there and make those cuts and not miss yeah. is, is unbelievable. He is unbelievable. Oh, to, make, to make the cut was was very impressive. Um, I didn't think he'd make the cut, and not because not because he he hasn't got the skill or the knowledge of the course, but the weather that was all it was. Hmm. I think I think if he had a, a good weather week where it wasn't wet. Um, and stop, start, stop, start, and cold. I mean, temperature on Thursday in Celsius terms for, for the Aussie listeners, Thursday was 28, 29 degrees, and Saturday was 8. That's ridiculous. It's like, like, that is, that's way worse than a Melbourne a Melbourne cool yeah, change. Yeah. Um, so to watch the guys walking around sweating in quite muggy 29 degree weather, and then you know, two days later, five different layers on in and blistering um, breeze. That's not good for someone who's not not traveling well with their body. And um, yeah, he he was he was exceptional. Now, if he doesn't cop that, I got. I'm not being funny. I could see him contending. I could comfortably see Tiger finishing top ten at the Masters, purely based on his knowledge of the course and the the shots that you know he can hit. And if you want proof. Phil Mickelson's the proof. Yeah. Well, Tiger, uh, rest up, get yourself back for whenever you're going to play next, and uh, and we'll see you back at the might Masters be, next might year. Might be the PGA. Might be the PGA. Uh, but the next Great tournament course. that we do have is the RBC Heritage. Now, is a question for you: uh, Is the RBC Heritage an elevated event? Is it? A... It is. It is. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. It is an elevated event at twenty million prize pool. Wow. Um, hence the field. Uh, the field this week is not short of big hitters. Uh, it is short of Rory McIlroy. It is short of uh, he's withdrawn. Don't know why. Hasn't kept putting out a statement yet, but it is a bit odd that he's missing a second elevated event thus year. Um, Willie Zalatoris is missing with an operation, and uh, there was someone else that withdrew, and I can't think of who it is at the top of my head. Oh, Jason Day is not playing. Um but who is playing? John Rahm, Scheffler, Cantlay, Morikawa, Spieth, Young, Thomas, Fitzpatrick, Im, Finau, Hovland, Shoffley, Homer, Lowry, Burns. The list goes on. It is a properly fully studded field. How far away is Harbour Town from Augusta? Not far. Um, Harbour Town's it's obviously in straight out in the water. Is I think Charlotte or something like that. Is it over that I way? I think it's in. Yeah, I, I want to say Car- it's in Charlotte, South Carolina. 
No, I think he's closer with Charlotte. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, it's straight out towards the water. So out of Georgia and into the next state overall towards the water, I believe. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, someone, but um, yeah, I want to say it's, I'd be guessing and saying a couple of hours drive. Yeah, okay. Um, So what's your form guide on the... RBC Heritage. This is where the one where they get the uh, the beautiful tartan jacket, the plaid tartan jacket. Uh, it is. Um, it's it's going to be a week where again we're going to watch a lot of. Um, I'm going to look it up now. You, you've you've really got me wondering how far it is. No, I'll, the I'll, Georgia. Fi- I'll find that. Um, it's one of those weeks where we're going to see the um the big boys come out to play a game. Uh, it's two hours and 58 minutes by car, so three hours. It's right right on the other side of the border. Yeah, in South, uh, Carolina, in South Carolina. Savannah. Yeah. It is in South Carolina. There you yeah. go. Um, it's going to be another week where you're going to see the big hitters out again. That's the honest answer. Um, when I've done the data lake, shock horror, Scotty Chef was at the top. Um, we like the top 15, so we'll go through the top 15. Scheffler, Shoffley. Uh, ben Griffin's up there. I do not know why. Um, John Rahm, Sung J M, Danny McCarthy, Wyndham Clark, Taylor Montgomery, Patrick Cantley, Colin Morikawa, Max Homer, Cameron Young, Victor Hovland, Matt Kucha, Adam Scott. You've heard me just name a lot of guys. Oh, no. Pause. Rewind. That's incorrect. Don't go off those names. Those names, if you're going to have a look at anyone who's going to be a round one leader, there you guys. If you want to look at the winning market, Ram, Finau, Homer, Morikawa, Cantlay, Young, Fowler, Hoagie, Siwoo, Keegan, Xander, Satoshi Kodaira, Sam Stevens, Scotty Scheffler, and Nick Taylor. Very, very heavy top-of-the-pops list of players there at the top of the data lake. So Morikawa is in round one leader list, but he doesn't feature in the tips for the overall. That No, that is the overall. That right. was the overall then, yeah. Right. So the first one was the, was the round one leader list. Um, round one leader list is literally just me looking at the last five years of who's played well in round one scoring. Mm-hmm. And then I really then tighten it down to the last two years. And pretty much John Rahm's right at the pointy end of both. Can he back up? Um, he can, but I won't be betting on him because it's very uncommon for someone to go in the Masters and go in here. Um, I've probably narrowed it down to probably six or seven guys that I'm looking at at the moment. I will we'll wait till the weather comes out. One guy that I didn't read out, or a couple of guys who I didn't read out who will be in my calculations, one is Matty Fitz because the bloke loves this place. He talks about it all the time. He's had okay results here. Um, forever and a day, the Harbortown Lighthouse was the head cover on his driver. Um, he'll be looked at. Shane Lowry will be looked at. Tyrell Hatton. Um, so three boys from Europe. Corey Connors, the boy from Canada, and then the three Americans are Cameron Young, Patrick Cantlay, and Colin Morikawa. I'm looking for guys with good irons. Um, Putting is going to be key this week. Strokes gain tee to green. Um, and probably over-indexes massively versus other tournaments in uh, strokes gain approach, 175 yards to 200 yards. So pretty long shots in. You know, that's 170, 180 metres. 
Well, I haven't fine-tuned mine, but it's going to be out of three. I'm not sure if I've tipped Colin Morikawa yet. I don't think I have, but it's going to be out of Colin Morikawa, Matt Spitz, and Shane Lowry. All, all, all good picks. They're all in. The, they're all in my list. Um, and all a massive chance. A massive chance this week. Mm. I think I like guys. I actually don't mind guys normally here that that miss a cut that are actually were in form because it's one of those places where, uh, especially after such a taxing week at the, at the Masters, um, not so. I'm not even. I can't see um, Justin Thomas in my sheet here, but I'm sure he's. I'm pretty sure he's playing. But someone like him who who's was playing quite good golf, only just missed the cut, but has a couple of days off to rest and relax rather than guys that were beaten to death for four days, stop, start, stop, start. Um, yeah, not against that that theory either. Oh, well, it'll be interesting. Uh, I love Harbour Town. I love playing it on the sim. Not that I play a lot of uh, golf sim golf at Big Swing Golf, but uh, it is one of the courses that you can play at uh, any of the Big Swing Golf venues around Australia. There's 20 of them there. Uh, you can go and play Harbertown, and it's always a, a good, fun track. So if you want to, uh, you know, get somewhat of an understanding of what the guys will be playing on this week, uh, check it out at a big swing golf venue and uh, make a booking because they're pretty popular. Um, no, that's not a that's not an advertisement. That's just me saying that. That's if you want to go and check it out, check it out there. Um, uh, going to live golf next week, Mike. Uh, you're not coming, so I'll be over there waving the banner. Uh, do, should I invite Rocket? Do you think Rocket will come? <laughs> no. <laughs> when are you going? Uh, yeah, next Wednesday. Okay. So we're still going to do a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay. We can do one from Tuesday night before I go, or we can do one uh, Wednesday from Live. We can do one from Live. I could do one from the media desk at, at Live uh, Media Central. Okay. No, you'll, no it's too late. Actually, it'll be too late. Uh, we'll do no, one. No, yeah, no we'll one do one next week. Well, we, we, well, why don't we wait till we'll work it out? We'll work out this we'll scheduling out. of things. So there you go. It's it's all planned, but unplanned. Uh, but it'll be at live uh, next week. I'm quite looking forward to seeing seeing it play out. Uh, yeah. Mm. Not not not. So no, just not fussed about it at all. Yeah. Well, you're in the. I, I, I was gonna cast you in the anti-live but you're not an anti-liver but you're not a you're not a no, not, you're not a positive no, just, you're not live positive you're not no but you're I'm, not live, I'm, you're not I'm po- live. You know, I'm positive that I'm not interested in it no I, <laughs> I um if it's on TV which it will be uh I'll probably watch a bit I've got no issue in tuning in to watch it um but yeah I don't know I'm not like I think people especially will get excited a little bit more now that, you know, with Brooks doing quite well and, and Phil doing quite well uh, at the Masters. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like we've talked about before, I mean, I've watched Cam Smith a couple of times this year already. Um, I've seen DJ play. I've seen all the other guys play. I'm not – I know we're starved for golf here. Um, yeah, good luck. I hope the people that go enjoy it. I just – the vibe on – like I think we talked about it pre-record is – yeah, the vibe I get is just not really what I'm too fussed about going to see. No, 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 a few people going, but yeah. Okay, well, uh, there's a, there is another event on this weekend. Uh, that's the International Series uh, event up at Vietnam at the KN Golf Links. Jeez, you're very pro-live, aren't you? Just Why? The, uh, the uh, Asian tour and, and live events. Have they got something to do with each other, have they? Oh, yeah. I'm just a golf fan. I'm just pro-golf. <laughs> I'm just pro-golf, Mike. 
Uh, no, of course, you know, that's very flippant of me to, uh, but of course the international series is, um, how do you say, is it funded by, funded by Liv? Is it owned by Liv? Is it um, co-sanctioned? Uh, well, <laughs> it'll co-sanctioned. be their, it'll be their play-in event, I guess, is what they want to talk to it as. Um, yeah, and there's there's guys, Liv guys that are playing, so Paul Casey's playing this week in Vietnam. Um, Lahiri. Uh, um, yeah. I think you'll Andy Ogletree. If you scroll scroll down there to uh, category twenty six PJ Tour of Australia, you'll see Thomas Power Horan. Tom Power Horan uh, is playing, and he's and and for the first time this year, getting a little bit of respect from sports bet. Good on him. Oh, his odds are under twenties. Well, he's playing thirties. He's playing thirties, which he was playing twenty one dollars to win the event at the national, and now he's playing thirty one dollars to to play against Paul Casey, Lahiri, Happy Barn Rat. To Kumi Kanaya, <laughs> guys that have been playing on the global tour for you know twenty years. Okay, that's well funny. that's that's good. Uh, that's good respect uh, for Tommy Powerhorn, our very own Tommy Powerhorn. Um, good luck, Tommy. Uh, who else? We got Travis Smith, uh, Wade is up there playing. Uh, Zach Murray, Zach Mars, um, Hendy, did you say Johnny Lawrence, John Lawrence. You said John Lawrence. Uh, I didn't say John Lawrence, but John Lawrence is there. Scott Hand, Scott Hand is a. He's a good. He's funny to listen to and or not listen to. Read on Twitter. Um, a couple of people having goes at him uh, after a couple of things he said about the rules fracas at the Marge, Masters with the uh, caddies. Not rules fracas, but the the caddies, you know, telling each other. And uh, he commented on something on on a tweet from Marco and saying, you know, this is ridiculous. And he basically had, gave Marco a whack, saying, Marco, come on, mate. You know that that sort of thing happens all the time. Not that I agree with it. Not that I do it, but. You know, and then all these other Eddie the experts started chiming in. You know, you should know better. And yeah, he's like, you can see him rolling back in his eyes. Oh, here we go. I'm good. They're going. All the experts are coming after me again. Uh, it's quite funny. Was Blakey on him? <laughs> he will be. Blakey would have been on him. He will be this weekend because Blakey's up there on the ground doing the rules, officiating. Blakey will uh, be watching him. Offici- uh, not sure that's actually a word. Uh, officiating. 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 <laughs> Sorry about my uh, poor... Terry Pilkadaris is playing. Terry, he can still play. Terry Pilkadaris, Terry P, we tell. Uh, he can still golf his ball. He is a, he is phenomenal. Marcus Fraser is still playing. Yep, Marcus Fraser is an excellent golfer. Uh, I saw Marcus the other day. I'm just running my, running my eyes down the uh, odds list. Jeeve Melka Singh's playing. Good Lord. What a player. Thousand to one. If you like him, there is um, there is a whole host of golfers in there, Mike. That um, not only do we not know them, but um, do we not know how to pronounce their names? Uh, unfortunately, but there's a whole host of players in there from all parts of um, you know the Asian playing market, and also a few US players over there playing. Dodge Krem- Dodge Kemmer, you know him, don't you? You know Dodge Kemmer? No. Okay. Oh, I'm not looking at the same list you're looking at. Sorry, I'm bouncing back all over the place, but another one of my um, uh, favourite Aussies who is a fine young man, just recently got married to, by the way, uh, Harrison Gilbert Wong. Harrison Gilbert plays out of Royal Melbourne, a great young man. Been playing pretty well. Uh, Harrison's uh, playing, so keep an eye for H, and he's taking his wife's uh, surname and, and rolled that into his um, into their name. So the, the Gilbert Wongs now, um, as they're known. Harrison, hyphenated. Hyphenated. Um, he will be up there playing. There we go. All right. Looking forward to seeing uh, Blakey over at uh, Live 2. He promised me he might give me a ride in his uh, rules official cart. Oh. I'll give you a wave. Oh, what are you going to get him? A, what is he going to get your four races hat or something? Got to get you something. Oh. Rocket Rocket would love a 
Who does, who does Bryson play for? I don't know. Fireballs? No, that's Sergio. <laughs> you got to get Rocket a hat. Rocket wouldn't wear. He wouldn't wear. He, he would set it on fire. <laughs> exactly right. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Rocket. If you want to, if you want to see some banter, if you want to have some fun, join us in the in the in the um the disc the Discord. There are a couple of factions that we've talked about them emanating over the previous, but the factions are just going to get to a fire fever pitch crescendo come next week uh, when when the live lovers uh, take on the live haters or the live fence sitters. Um, so yeah, anyway, if you want to get be part of that, you just have to join the uh, the, the 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 Discord group. Anyone's it's free to join. I'm, I'm not picking on this. I'm still uh, the crushers. They're called the crushers. Yeah. Okay. This time. I should. Know. I, I, I literally just went to the live website. I looked at Bryson DeChambeau and it had his had the logo of his team, mm. and but it doesn't tell me the name of the team. So I had to go and look it up. But the other ones that I know, I'm I'm actually it's weird that I know them. The the cliques. Torque. The the best names clearly the Range Goats. That's that is that is a good name. <laughs> I actually don't mind it. The Range Goats. Don't uh, don't get me don't me don't get me a Range Goats hat though. Uh, you'll get a Range Goats hat. Uh the Ripper Ripper Ripper's not a bad name. No, nah, it's terrible. Terrible. And the logo's the logo's worse. Torque. Good luck to them. Torque. Talk, what's that said? It's talk? No, because uh, of their, they, they, they love calling it torque. They pronounce it torque. Uh, the, the Majestics? No. That's a, it's, it's a solid play on words for an English team. Majesty and sticks, but no. No. Can't have it. Okay. No. Nah, I just couldn't be less interested. I'm just running. I'm looking at these lists of people. Oh, we said we'd keep it tight. We're not keeping anything far from tight at the moment. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. We'll talk more about Liv and the lead up to Liv um, when I'm on the ground in Adelaide next week. Uh, Good luck with all of your tipping. Uh, Don't forget to tip. uh, And uh, keep an eye out for Blakey over there in in Vietnam. He might might well be getting on some uh, TV time because uh, there's probably going to be a few rules scenarios. One thing that I do know about the... Asian tour. They are red hot on pace of play and they love Blakey because he is excellent at calling out slow pace of play. Um, so there you go. I, you won't see the slow, you won't see a Patrick Cantlay slow play over there because they'll have our guy Blakey um, in his little ruthless cart driving up, blowing the whistle. There you go. <laughs> keep an Good eye. job, Blakey. Keep an eye out for Blakey on the TV. Sort him out. TV. All right, we'll see you next week on the My Love of God podcast. Thanks for tuning in uh, and do appreciate it. And um, good luck to anyone who's out there playing their own game of golf. If uh, if you play well, we'd love to hear about it. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.